Part 2, Article 9, Sections 46 and 47 of Robert's Rules of Order. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. Robert's Rules of Order. Pocket Manual of Rules of Order for Deliberative Assemblies by Henry M. Robert. Part 2. Organization and Conduct of Business. Note. The exact words used by the chairman or member are in many cases in quotations. It is not to be inferred that these are the only forms permitted, but that these forms are proper and common. They are inserted for the benefit of those unaccustomed to parliamentary forms, and are sufficiently numerous for ordinary meetings. End note. Article 9. Organization and Meetings. Sections 46 through 49. Section 46. An Occasional or Mass Meeting. A. Organization. When a meeting is held, which is not one of an organized society, shortly after the time appointed for the meeting, some member of the assembly steps forward and says, The meeting will please come to order. I move that Mr. A. act as chairman of this meeting. Someone else says, I second the motion. The first member then puts the question to vote by saying, It has been moved and seconded that Mr. A. act as chairman of this meeting. Those in favor of the motion will say aye. And when the affirmative vote is taken, he says, those opposed will say no. If the majority vote in the affirmative, he says, the motion is carried, Mr. A. will take the chair. If the motion is lost, he announces that fact, and calls for the nomination of someone else for chairman and proceeds with the new nomination, as in the first case. Note. Sometimes a member nominates a chairman, and no vote is taken, the assembly signifying their approval by acclamation. The member who calls the meeting to order, instead of making the motion himself, may act as temporary chairman, and say, The meeting will please come to order. Will someone nominate a chairman? He puts the question to vote on the nomination as described above. In large assemblies, the member who nominates, with one other member, frequently conducts the presiding officer to the chair, and the chairman makes a short speech thanking the assembly for the honor conferred on him. End note. When Mr. A. takes the chair, he says, The first business in order is the election of a secretary. Someone then makes a motion, as just described, or he says, I nominate Mr. B., when the chairman puts the question as before. Sometimes several names are called out, and the chairman, as he hears them, says, Mr. B. is nominated, Mr. C. is nominated, etc. He then takes a vote on the first one he heard, putting the question thus, as many as are in favor of Mr. B. acting as secretary of this meeting will say aye. Those opposed will say no. If the motion is lost, the question is put on Mr. C., and so on, till someone is elected. In large meetings, the secretary takes his seat near the chairman, 
he should in all cases keep a record of the proceedings, as described in section 51. b. Adoption of Resolutions These two officers are all that is usually necessary for a meeting. So when the secretary is elected, the chairman asks, what is the further pleasure of the meeting? If the meeting is merely a public assembly called together to consider some special subject, it is customary at this stage of the proceedings for someone to offer a series of resolutions previously prepared, or else to move the appointment of a committee to prepare resolutions upon the subject. In the first case, he rises and says, Mr. Chairman, the chairman responds, Mr. C., Mr. C., having thus obtained the floor, then says, I move the adoption of the following resolutions, which he then reads and hands to the chairman. Note. The practice in legislative bodies is to send to the clerk's desk all resolutions, bills, etc., the title of the bill and the name of the member introducing it being endorsed on each. In such bodies, however, there are several clerks and only one chairman. In many assemblies there is but one clerk or secretary, and as he has to keep the minutes, there is no reason for his being constantly interrupted to read every resolution offered. In such assemblies, without there is a rule or established custom to the contrary, it is allowable and frequently much better to hand all resolutions, reports, etc., directly to the chairman. If they were read by the member introducing them, and no one calls for another reading, the chairman can omit reading them, when he thinks they are fully understood. In reference to the manner of reading and stating the question, when the resolution contains several paragraphs, see Rules of Order, Section 44. End note. Someone else says, I second the motion. The chairman sometimes directs the secretary to read the resolutions again, after which he says, the question is on the adoption of the resolutions just read, and if no one rises immediately, he adds, are you ready for the question? If no one then rises, he says, as many as are in favor of the adoption of the resolutions just read will say aye. After the ayes have voted, he says, as many as are of a contrary opinion will say no. Then he announces the result of the vote as follows. The motion is carried, the resolutions are adopted. Or, the ayes have it, the resolutions are adopted. C. Committee to Draft Resolutions If it is preferred to appoint a committee to draft resolutions, a member, after he has addressed the chair and been recognized, says, I move that a committee be appointed to draft resolutions expressive of the sense of this meeting on, etc., adding the subject for which the meeting was called. This motion being seconded, the chairman states the question, section 67, and asks, are you ready for the question? If no one rises, he puts the question, announces the result, and if it is carried, he asks, of how many shall the committee consist? If only one number is suggested, he announces that the committee will consist of that number. If several numbers are suggested, he states the different ones and then takes a vote on each, beginning with the largest, until one number is selected. He then inquires, How shall the committee be appointed? This is usually decided without the formality of a vote. 
the committee may be appointed by the chair, in which case the chairman names the committee and no vote is taken, or the committee may be nominated by the chair or the members of the assembly, no member naming more than one, except by unanimous consent, and then the assembly vote on their appointment. When the chairman nominates, after stating the names, he puts one question on the entire committee, thus, as many as are in favor of these gentlemen constituting the committee will say aye. If nominations are made by members of the assembly, and more names mentioned than the number of the committee, a separate vote should be taken on each name. In a mass meeting it is safer to have all committees appointed by the chairman. When the committee are appointed, they should at once retire and agree upon a report, which should be written out as described in section 53. During their absence other business may be attended to, or the time may be occupied with hearing addresses. Upon their return, the chairman of the committee, who is the one first named on the committee, and who quite commonly, though not necessarily, is the one who made the motion to appoint the committee, avails himself of the first opportunity to obtain the floor. Note. See Rules of Order, Section 2. End note. When he says, the committee appointed to draft resolutions are prepared to report. The chairman tells him that the assembly will now hear the report, which is then read by the chairman of the committee, and handed to the presiding officer, upon which the committee is dissolved, without any action of the assembly. A member then moves the adoption or acceptance of the report, or that the resolutions be agreed to, which motions have the same effect if carried, namely, to make the resolutions the resolutions of the assembly, just as if the committee had had nothing to do with them. Note. A very common error is, after a report has been read, to move that it be received, whereas the fact that it has been read shows that it has already been received by the assembly. Another mistake, less common but dangerous, is to vote that the report be accepted, which is the equivalent of adopting it, when the intention is only to have the report up for consideration and afterwards to move its adoption. End note. When one of these motions is made, the chairman acts as stated above, when the resolutions were offered by a member. If it is not desired to immediately adopt the resolutions, they can be debated, modified, their consideration postponed, etc., as explained in sections 55 through 63. When through with the business for which the assembly were convened, or when from any other cause it is desirable to close the meeting, someone moves to adjourn. If the motion is carried, and no other time for meeting has been appointed, the chairman says, the motion is carried, this assembly stands adjourned without day. Another method by which the meeting may be conducted is shown in section 48. D. Additional officers. If more officers are required than a chairman and secretary, they can be appointed before introducing the resolutions, in the manner described for those officers, or the assembly can first form a temporary organization in the manner already described, only adding pro tem to the title of the officers, thus chairman pro tem. In this latter case, as soon as the secretary pro tem is elected, 
a committee is appointed to nominate the permanent officers, as in the case of a convention. Section 47. Frequently the presiding officer is called the president, and sometimes there is a large number of vice-presidents appointed for mere complementary purposes. The vice-presidents in large formal meetings sit on the platform beside the president, and in his absence, or when he vacates the chair, the first on the list that is present should take the chair. Section 47. Meeting of a Convention or Assembly of Delegates if the members of the assembly have been elected or appointed as members it becomes necessary to know who are properly members of the assembly and entitled to vote before the permanent organization is effected in this case a temporary organization is made as already described by the election of a chairman and secretary pro tem when the chairman announces the next business in order is the appointment of a committee on credentials a motion may then be made covering the entire case. Thus, I move that a committee of three on the credentials of members be appointed by the chair, and that the committee report as soon as practicable. Or they may include only one of these details. Thus, I move that a committee be appointed on the credentials of members. In either case, the chair proceeds as already described in the cases of committees on resolutions. Section 46. C. On the motion to accept the report of the committee, none can vote except those reported by the committee as having proper credentials. The committee, besides reporting a list of members with proper credentials, may report doubtful or contested cases with recommendations, which the assembly may adopt or reject or postpone, etc. Only members whose right to their seats is undisputed can vote. The chairman, after the question of credentials is disposed of, at least for the time, announces that the next business in order is the election of permanent officers of the assembly. Someone then moves the appointment of a committee to nominate the officers, in a form similar to this. I move that a committee of three be appointed by the chair to nominate the permanent officers of this convention. This motion is treated as already explained. When the committee make their report, someone moves that the report of the committee be accepted, and that the officers nominated be declared the officers of this convention. Note. Where there is any competition for the offices, it is better that they be elected by ballot. In this case, when the nominating committee report, a motion can be made as follows. I move that the convention now proceed to ballot for its permanent officers. or I move that we now proceed to the election by ballot of the permanent officers of this convention. See Rules of Order, Section 38, for balloting and other methods of voting. The constitutions of permanent societies usually provide that the officers shall be elected by ballot. End note. This motion being carried, the chairman declares the officers elected, and instantly calls the new presiding officer to the chair, and the temporary secretary is at the same time replaced. The convention is now organized for work. End of Part 2, Article 9, Sections 46 and 47.